0: Thanks for joining me, my friend.
1: Happy to be here.
0: So right before we got recording, uh, you made this comment about there is a mask. And ironically enough, this show is called Who's Behind the Mask. So can you touch on that? Uh, I know you mentioned, you know, we were talking appearance. How, how does that affect women? What is what is that? You know, tell me a little bit about that. How does that make you feel from a woman's perspective? On having to put on that societal mask, uh, whether it be makeup, uh, clothes, appearance, what? Walk me through that.
1: So for me, I don't think it's so much about the mask as it is what you're choosing to show up in and as, whether that is an actual like personality trait you're leaning into or an actual physical appearance makeup clothes it's not so much about the act putting on an actual layer but the awareness behind that the awareness that i'm putting this on because it makes me feel more of myself it makes me feel like i can be a more aligned expression of who i am so that's there's there's the the mask that you're putting on that you are fully aware of and you're doing it because it's helping you to expand your expression. And that's why I love to put on makeup. I love to spend like a lot of time on my makeup. It's fun. It's an art form for me. Helps me be more of me. And mm-hmm. so that that is a choice that I make.
0: It's almost a different type of mask, huh?
1: Right. Right, and and that's where it comes down to. It's not it's not necessarily about the mask. It's about the awareness behind it. But if I were to be putting on makeup, that putting on blue eyeshadow because I saw somebody put on blue eyeshadow and I thought, you know, that's their audience responded really well to it. So maybe if I do that, then people Mm -hmm. will respond to me. Then I'm putting on a mask that's. Actually, covering up who I am. I'm doing it because I think it's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing it because I saw other people doing it. I'm not doing it because I woke up and felt like wearing blue eyeshadow. So it's it's really about the reason behind why you're doing it,
0: right? Do you, Do you think for women that it's easy to um, get caught in that difference, especially you know when it comes to makeup and clothes and things like that? Like we're talking about, is it easy for a woman to uh, kind of fall into what everybody else expects of them, and then it really becomes what they think they want, but it's not really what they truly want. Do you see that a lot, you think?
1: Yeah, you know what I see is I see a lot of women toning themselves down, dimming their light, and and not wearing that big, fluffy jacket or that um, those leather pants or the bright red lipstick because they – they don't want to take up too much space to to make other people feel some kind of way or so they to- they tone their expression down. In hey. the online space, I definitely see a lot of that, a lot of women dimming their light. Um, and There's also also a lot of expectations behind – there's a lot of expectations behind, well, maybe I don't want to be – maybe I don't want to show up and wear a lot of makeup every time I show up on my stories and be all dressed up. Maybe I want to show up in my yoga pants. Like, Do that too. Do whatever feels good to you because the energy that you show up in, if you show up because – this is how you wanted to show up and this is what feels really good for you and you're happy that you're in those yoga pants or you're happy that you're in those leather pants. Like that is how people, your people, your community are going to hear your message. hmm as long as it's you. So it's, I definitely, there's a lot of this is what you should do. You should have a pristine brand. You should have all of the things, the bells and the whistles. You should never like show up without makeup. And then the other side of that is be authentic. Like don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to um, be perfect in, in everything. It's it none of that. That conversation is irrelevant unless you're doing. What you really want to be doing—it doesn't matter. It's it, this is all about how you feel and how you want to express yourself. So, yeah, I think, I think there's just a lot of women right now who are afraid to step fully into what feels good to them, whether that's mm-hmm. showing up with a ton of makeup or or not, you know.
0: Yeah, I see that. Um, you know, with men and with men and women, um, in two different. In two different lights. And I know that a lot of your work focuses around women and a lot of what I do focuses around men. But every time we have a conversation, it seems that there's so many, you know, similarities. And that seems to be one of the common problems uh, is that we see we see a lot of people kind of, you know, stepping on that stage and putting on an act and putting on that mask. But they're putting on the mask because of the play they think they're in. They're not putting on that mask. Because they've chose to put that mask on, like you mentioned, and it's not even the, their own play that they're in. They're, they're in somebody else's, in somebody else's world. I think a lot of people have the tendency to feel as if life is happening to them. You know, everything external of their self is, is going on, you know, to them. It's not necessarily that they're creating their own reality or creating their own experiences or being a part of something, it's more of like, oh, they're separate from something, and then something happening to them. I think, I think that causes a lot of people to run into the issues that we're talking about now, and and putting on that mask and having to feel like they do have to play a certain role um, that's totally not themselves.
1: Right. It's like a. It's like we're constantly reacting constantly reacting to what the world around us is, is telling us. We, we're showing up in one way and then we, we watch a webinar and we're like, crap, Like I've been doing it wrong. I need to show up this way in my business or I need to um, position myself that way. And then we we react and we change up what we're doing. And then we watch another training or we buy another course or we find another influencer and we're like, crap, no, this is how I'm supposed to be doing it. And it's this constant reaction because there isn't a connection to your core being, to who you you are, who you want to be, what excites you, what lights you up regardless of what's happening around you we're just like it's like we're searching for other identities we're searching for the right identity the one the shoe that's going to fit when it's you are you're already there you're already there you don't need to to change you don't need to react keep being you you can Give yourself permission to change if you feel like you want to. Give yourself permission to evolve your expression and evolve your message. But really be conscious, you know, like you said, of like where you are reacting based on what you're seeing outside of you.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And um, (laughs) I I think especially now, you know, we kind of get stuck in... (sighs) And I say now just because so many things on the exterior are happening, we tend to play that narrative and script like it's our own lives. You know, we start to make that become a part of our reality. And we, you know, we begin telling these stories and narratives and, you know, you get so far down the rabbit hole that you, you know, you, you create these stories that you hold, you know, true to believe, but it's not really even there. Mm-hmm. um and and so that kind of is what blows my mind about this entire thing is that um especially with what's going on currently is that you know we uh we've we've gotta go inward more now than ever, and like, you know, like you mentioned, we've gotta be able to get to know who we truly are and not what somebody else tells us to be, not what somebody expects us to be, not what we think things have been for so long. Uh, I think that's a part of why it's almost as like a species we're devolving. Um, you know, I, I, I see both sides, right. I see a big conscious awakening and I see a, a big like, um, digression and, and, in, in our evolution. And it it is, it's, it's interesting to me. How do you think that kind of ties in to wearing that mask?
1: mm so I would love to hear more about your opinion on on the digression. I'll tell you how I'm seeing and witnessing what's happening here is that well first of all, when you think about because we've both you and I you know offline have discussed our awakening journeys and and everything that we've been through and when you think about what happened right before things got really good, right before we woke up to the truth of who we who we were, things looked really bad. Things looked like there maybe there was some sort of devolving going on. At, but looking from a higher viewpoint, we were actually moving forward. We were being catapulted mm. into our, – our lives were literally collapsing. Time was collapsing while everything that was not serving was just being completely ripped away and, and falling apart and falling away. I feel that's what's happening right now, and a lot of us – there's a lot of fear like oh my god what's happening is this the end of the world is this what's going to be the end result of this and to be honest i feel nothing but like love and joy and hope for what's happening here because i've been so deep in the fear and 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 have gone through that and know that every single time there is fear in my life there is a more expansion. There is more abundance and there is more alignment and understanding of who I really am. And I feel that that's what's happening right now.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. And, and that's very true. Cause I can remember, you know, when I was deep, probably the deepest I was in my depression and it did feel like I was, you know, crumbling. It felt like I was dying. It felt like things were getting a lot worse than what they probably really were. You know, I think things weren't good, but I think that's, you know, almost required to, um, evolve, you know, it's almost kind of, you have to have that contraction, um, for really things to expand. Uh, and so that's, what's really interesting, you know, with all this is that, you know, fear creates a lot of that, uh, contraction. And I think it's, it, it's really about how long you stay there too, you know? Oh, um, God. I think it's really, cause we all contract at some, at some point. And I think that's what a lot of people have a lot of issues with. Um, you know, when it does come to spirituality, they have a hard time really, you know, cause so many people are out there, Oh, love and light and joy. Um, and it's very much, that you know, it that's all right. That's our God given abundance, right? How we should feel, but that's not. It can't be all the time. It's impossible, you know. At least, and I think in our present time, you know, because if there is no opposite of that, we don't know what you know, love and light and abundance does feel like. If we didn't go through the feelings beforehand, wouldn't you say? What do you think?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's two ends to every stick and you have to experience both one like abundance comes with scarcity uh, f- love and fear come together like these these things you have to be able to to experience the contrast to understand the other side of it. Um, and so I I think that if you are feeling, resistant to the love and the light stuff right now, then that is your cue. That is your cue that there's some things there that need to be looked at, that there's some fear and lack and scarcity and whatever's going on in your field that needs to be felt. And it needs to be felt fully because we're not going to get to a state of abundance and of, of love and being totally good in in our inner state, regardless of what's happening outside of us, until... We're able to really feel what's there. You gotta Mm. feel you gotta feel what's there. You don't have to necessarily heal what's there. You don't have to heal all of your traumas to be successful and abundant and all the things. What you do have to we the key is to understand how to move through your emotions and to understand why you're feeling what you're feeling and to deal with it as soon as it's there so it doesn't build up and start to distort your reality and and create these illusions around what you think you're capable of or what you think abundance is or whatever it is. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think you're you know you're exactly right. You gotta you gotta feel the things. You gotta go through it. And yeah. now is the perfect time. If you're feeling fear Like, what are you really, really afraid of? Get to the core of that. And the other side of that, you're going to, you're, you will be closer to abundance.
0: Yeah. That's the other side
1: of the stick there.
0: Yeah. I really like that. Cause I think this whole dimension in reality is, is to learn how to feel. You know, I think that's one one of the biggest, you know, I, I can't say it's the only, but I think in my perspective, I think it's one of the biggest things we're sent here in this third dimension to learn, you know, is how to feel. Um, and I, and I think that often, you know, even as a man, and I see a lot of men go through this too, because they don't, you know, they don't know how to process the feelings and they already feel like they, they're not supposed to show those feelings. Uh, so it makes it even worse. You know, I think at least for women, uh, they're a little bit more inclined, maybe, to express their feelings to others, or maybe even their se- themselves sometimes. But you know, as men, you know, we're taught to you know buckle up our bootstraps and don't show that emotion, and don't show that, uh, and don't talk about how you feel or what you're feeling. And I think to your point, it really kind of almost creates this dam. You know, when we don't let that in that feeling flow through us and Then examine where that flow came from, you know, like going upstream and following that creek and like, okay, where did this initially come from to begin with? Because once I think we trace it back and then we basically pick it up, stare at it and say, okay, you know, why is this the way it is? I think that question why kicks off a a lot of things. We start to really understand or begin to understand uh, what it is that's causing these feelings where these feelings originated and how we can address and respond to those feelings. So I think to what you said, I mean, you hit it spot on that we've got to be able to not only observe, but then kind of follow it a little bit. I think a lot of times people either from my my experiences and work, I've seen people either get too much, too focused on how it feels in the moment and then making that their whole reality and staying there or either not wanting to know why they feel that way enough. I think those are two of the biggest reasons that cause a lot of internal issues for people. Um, And that's just simply, you know, choices. It comes down to choices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so from a, from a man's perspective, like let's, let's look at this a little bit more. So (laughs) you, you, so men typically don't avoid looking at their feelings. Okay. So why is that? Why why do you think why do you think that is?
0: That we do avoid.
1: Yeah. Is it because it makes you look weak or um, what?
0: For me, from what I've what I've experienced um, and seen, I think, yes. Uh, one part, I think it makes you look vulnerable. I think a big thing for that men think is that. They can never be vulnerable, I, whether it creates some type of, you know, subconscious physical response that's evolutionary or, you know, it's some s- new societal thing that, you know, they don't want that vulnerability to put themselves out there. Um, and that leads to their peers. I think men are are, are <laughs> they really care what other men think. They don't show that they do, um, but men really care what other men think about them. Um, and even women they care about what women think and so in in their eyes and what we've been taught is that you know if you do show these feelings that you're weak or that you're uh, you know they'll even associate it with being a woman or um, that you don't you know you're not tough you know those type of things so I think that's a big part
1: okay so not being seen as weak. <sighs> So here's the thing. If the fear is to be afraid of being seen as weak or to is just to be vulnerable in general, when we don't ha- have an understanding of our emotions and understanding of the reactions that we're having and why we're having them, then we are vulnerable
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> to yeah, that's, that's the, the, the to, right? Then we are vulnerable to um, to other opinions and to external circumstances and we are reactive. And so it's like the one thing that you're afraid of is actually by not looking at it, what puts you in the realm of that vulnerability. So you're afraid of being vulnerable don't want to look at my emotions. I'm afraid of being being vulnerable, but by not looking at your emotions, you are vulnerable. So <laughs> it's, it's actually a really strong thing to do as a man to want to understand your emotions and your inner landscape and why you do the things that you do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then you get to have more security and control over, over your world because of that. And isn't that like what, what we want?
0: Yeah. Um, that, that's what I ran into a lot as, you know, as, as a kid is that I, um, I always felt like I wanted to express how I felt and my external environment kept telling me otherwise. So it, it, it caused so many problems because I had this inner desire to explore and, and ask and express. And then, you know, my external world you know school and different environments growing up as a child was basically telling you the opposite except for you know my parents and things like that that's where i was super fortunate and why i'm able to be who i am now is because i i did see um you know I, I i felt how that was and then i was also in an environment that allowed that so i got to see both worlds and then being in between both worlds i saw that okay like I feel a lot better when I'm able to explore these feelings and express these things and, 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 you know, go in that realm. And I don't feel, you know, but then I got sucked into the game, you know? And I think that's, that's what happens to a, a lot of people is that um for so long they get, they know what we know what's right. Right. We feel it in our heart. We feel it in our intuition. We feel it in our gut, however you want to put it. Um, We know ultimately what is right and wrong. And so, um, by, by u- ultimately knowing kind of, like you said, it, it almost creates even more problem. It creates the whole dragging, chasing the tail concept, you know, you're going and going and going, and then you're, you're realizing that the whole song and dance is what's creating the song and dance to begin with. So I think that's, um, I think that's pretty interesting. And I know, I know you talk a lot about that, um, um, And if you don't mind touching on that, too, because I know you've shared some personal stories with me about feeling that way yourself, you know, especially as um, a younger child, you know, where you were so full of love and freedom and just giving. And then you had other exterior things basically tell you, no, that's not how you can or should act. And, you know, I think that I think that's something important to, to hear a little bit more about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot, it's been years of unfolding, delayering, unmasking um, what was pure and true and real um, about me. And um, oh man, there's so many stories there. (laughs) There's so many stories there. um, But I think my my entire journey was just searching having such a big big heart but not turning the, the putting the mirror on myself and letting that heart fuel me and empower me and and fill me up it's like okay I have all this love to give so how can I how can I give it how can I give 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 and ship, shift and shape and and be this and be that and try this on and try that on like trying to give my love away in all of these these different ways and really all I needed to do was to take a dose of my own medicine and mm-hmm. and to really feel what was already there and feel what was already beautiful um inside of me and be good with that. And I think that I think one of my biggest struggles, which is what's coming up right now is we're talking about this is the needing to be liked by everyone. Oh yes. my God. Yep. Oh my God. Thank like you. I, it's funny this to like think about now, but I so desperately needed every single Person, my friends, my friends, moms, sisters, cousins, uncles, baby, childs like everyone needed to like me, needed to know like I was a good person, needed like I needed so much validation because if there was one person that judged me or said something that I didn't like or made me feel less than, my whole world would crumble down. Because I would say I knew it, like I I knew it, knew I wasn't good enough. There it is. There's the evidence. It's like I was constantly searching for the evidence that I wasn't good enough, constantly searching for the validation from other people. And it just got to the point where it was, I was exhausted. It is so exhausting to try to please everyone. And through just kind of throwing my hands in the air and being like, you know what? what makes me tick what do i want to do and then really i mean it really did start with my awakening journey started with just self care just starting to go to the gym and starting to really take care of myself and starting to appreciate my body and um and who and who i was and from there now it's like I could care less what anyone thinks, but it was so Mm. debilitating for so long. And I put on so many layers from every, every angle from every person that I was trying, it was like from every person I was trying to please, I was like picking up some of their energy, taking like a little bit Mm -hmm. of who they were and like trying to, trying to put it on me and trying to fit this mold for everybody. And it just got to the point where it was, it was too much. Thank God I went through that now, though, because I, it is my like biggest value now. It's how I run my business. It's how like, like I am my business because I went through this. It's like, this is me. This is what I stand for. If it's too woo woo for you, if you're, if it's um, to this, to that, that actually like excites me because I know that I'm standing for something. I know that I don't need that validation anymore, and I can be fully, totally me, mm-hmm. and be successful in that. So,
0: yeah, I, I like that because uh, I I resonate a lot with that because that was probably one of my biggest struggles um, growing up. Is that too is always caring what other thought. And it always stopped me from being who I was. And that didn't change for me up until about a couple of years ago. And I know it was a few years ago for you as well. Um, so I'm I'm really glad you shared that because I don't think a lot of people, you know, I think now it's it's becoming more common, you know, to kind of step into who you are, right? I think our generation is really showing that it is okay to to have tattoos or pink hair and dress crazy and still be intelligent and and a conscious being and be whoever, right? Like this exterior avatar and and person that we are isn't what uh, represents what's inside. And so, you know, this is just a machine or a vessel that we're operating. And so why not, why not decorate it? Why not have fun with it? Why not, you know, alter it to, to what does match what's going on um, on the inside. And so I think that's, really good how you put that especially with how that ties into your business because um, I think for a lot of people especially when it comes to business right like um, they do things that they don't necessarily want to do that doesn't fulfill them but it makes them money and I think time and time again this reality in this realm has shown that sure you can go out and make money um, by grinding and by wearing yourself down and by chasing and by pursuing and by doing things that ultimately don't bring you joy. But then at the end, how does that really, again, going back to that F word, how does that really make you feel? Um, so I think you really painted a really nice picture on how that, you know, not only affects your entire life, but it really ties into what you ultimately do and, and put into the world. Um, and do you know to earn income to have that energy shared and to have a business um like you mentioned I think that's a really good way of putting that what um you know I know you touched on uh the physical piece and for a lot of people uh I know there's a lot of people out there that that do that but still mentally or spiritually their their cup isn't full you know they've got a great physique they're working out, they're going to the gym. That's kind of their escape almost, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. everything else is still shitty, but the gym and going lifting. lift. I know that's how I felt like years ago when I was competing, man, like I was in great shape, best shape of my life, you know, best eating patterns, all these things. And, but that was just another mask for me. It was, and that's kind of why I talk about the pendulum swing. You know, I've talked about it a lot. That's why, for me, I'm trying to find that balance now because I went away from that because I was trying so hard because I did care what people thought, even though I told myself I didn't. But I still had to create this exterior fortress, um, and that was through just being in really good shape. Even though the whole time I thought I was fat, I thought I wasn't attractive, and I, I just thought all these negative things. So, touch a little bit more on that and and how you um, evolved and kind of when that light did start to flicker and that light bulb started to go off. Tell me a little bit about that and how, you know, sure, you know, the the exercise piece really helped, but where did the other pieces of the puzzle start falling into place?
1: Yeah. So, oh man. See, like you guys, this is a journey. (laughs) This is a journey. And you say, you know the working out and being dedicated to your diet that it was another mask but at the same time that was you started it because you were cultivating a stronger relationship with your self-care and and loving yourself and loving your body and challenging yourself and expanding yourself so the intention there was was pure But it's it's in this journey of that that we decide, okay, you know what? I want to know who I really am. And and I'll go a little bit deeper into my the specifics of my story, but it's it starts with a decision of wanting to expand, of wanting Mm -hmm. to know more of who you are. And start let yourself start small let let it be okay i'm going to start doing yoga for 10 minutes a day or i'm going to start going to the gym 3 times a week or whatever it is and in that you will continuously unfold new layers of yourself so give yourself compassion through that journey as you kind of awaken to why you're even doing it like why you're even expanding in the first place and i think for me it was it started with me just wanting to feel better. Like I just want to feel better. I don't want to be, I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to be afraid of people. Like I don't want to feel like every time I open my mouth, I don't have anything valuable to say. I don't want to feel insecure anymore. Um, I just like want to feel good in my own skin, and p- people would. Everyone goes through this, first of all, because people can look at you and be like, oh, you seem so confident and so happy. Yeah. It's like that's that's irrelevant. It's It doesn't matter what you look like, what you do for a living. Um, anyone can experience this. And it really – what was I saying? Yeah, it just started with me – Wanting to feel better, and through wanting to feel better, I've started to feel better and then I'm like, okay, this feels really good. Um, I'm gonna how can I expand this? okay well, not only do I want to feel better, but I want to feel like consistently better. I want to experience a, a an overflow of self-esteem an overflow of um, security in myself and that's when I started to challenge myself more. I think that this is where it's like, okay, so we take that first step and then you realize that you are capable of doing more. You realize you are capable of feeling better and you start to want to expand your capacity to feel more and to do more and to expand more. And so it was just this constant journey of, I graduated college and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had started my personal development journey at that point. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever – I'm going to like challenge myself and I'm going to go travel the world for a year instead of get a job. Why not? That sounds really fun and exciting. I wonder if I can do it. And then I did it. And obviously in that journey, I learned so much more about myself and what I What I really wanted. Not only was I feeling secure in myself, but then I was figuring out, okay, this is what I like really want. Like this is what really lights me up. This is the conversation. These are the conversations that I want to be having for the rest of my life. And so then I started to lean more into my desires and my strengths and my gifts, and really going on this whole journey of discovering what that was. And and in that, I started some businesses and like some random freelance marketing businesses and some, you know, I did really well for a while and then I switched that up and started a YouTube channel and I just started to play. Like I just started to play with what was interesting to me and to – I just got to a point where I was like so much I don't give a shit what anyone thinks that I'm not e- I'm not going to have the typical 9 to 5 job. I'm not going to fit into society's expectations of what I should be doing right now. Like that's when my pendulum <laughs> went to the other side where I was went from caring so much about fitting in and doing the right thing to I'm literally only going to do what feels good to me and I don't care what anyone says about it. Um, and obviously in that journey to like, from when I graduated college and traveled the world to having this business now, there has been so much fear, so many demons, so many shadows that I've had to face, but I've gotten better and better at facing these demons in these shadows. Cause, because I know that every single time on the other side of that is more of me. Is more of who I'm supposed to be and what I'm meant to the work I'm meant to be doing, and now here I am, and my business I truly feel is my sole purpose. Like this is why I'm here on this planet. This is why I'm here on this earth, and I help other people align with their sole purpose because of just consistently asking. Questions. I know we talk about this all the time. Just I'm always asking questions mm-hmm. and I'm always, I, and I'm not afraid to let go of what doesn't serve me. And that is something that you just get better at as you go. But it starts with making that decision that, hey, I just want to feel better. That's yeah. you just, you just got to start there.
0: Yeah. I think you're spot on with a lot of what you said, and even to the, The earlier point, I I too feel like, you know, that was a a step in the right direction. And a lot of people take steps in the right direction and get a taste of it. And then, you know, the mind takes back over, the negativity takes back over, the the bad thoughts take back over. And those feedback loops get, you know, ingrained Um, and we forget how to play. Like you just said, you know, we forget what it feels like to to just explore and entertain and you know, just have, have fun. And, and, and it's not fun in the sense of like a lot of people like to say, you know, but I think we take a lot life a lot too seriously. I think it's very serious and very not serious all at the same time. Like a lot of things are right. They're both, they're neither. Um, Mm -hmm. and once you can kind of wrap your mind around that, you know, you, you start stepping into that journey, like you mentioned, and there is no one, two, three step playbook, it's a hundred percent different for everybody. There is no two paths that are the same. There's similarities. Um, You know, there's things that we can come together on as travelers on this journey and, and help one another like you do with your coaching and like others do. And like we try to do together. Right. But at the end of the day um, we've got to have fun with ourselves. And so what it sounds like to me is that, you know, the, the, the thing that was at the end of the tunnel for you or the light that shined on you is that it wasn't anything outside of you. It was that mirror. Like you said, it was that, you know, who, who am I really? And that's really the whole purpose of why I've put this show together is because having those thoughts so early on as a child and now finally being able to step in that fully as a young adult, I want to bring other people on, like yourself that are able to share their story authentically and take off that mask and say, look, you know, this wasn't some, you know, playbook that was handed to me. I didn't have things given to me. It wasn't something that just like all of a sudden I figured out, you know, it it was, it was that insatiable curiosity, that desire to want to know why or what or who, or, you know, all these questions. Um, And it all goes back to ourselves, you know. I think to your point, once you started going down that journey of self-discovery, right? You you felt some fear. You said, "You know what? Whatever, I'm going to step into it and see what happens." And that gave you a taste. And I think once people have that taste and that experience, like I mentioned, it's different for a lot of people. Um, There's always that sliver of light that shines through. You're like, "Wait, you know, there's got to be something more to this." And um, I know you mentioned things also being, you know, foo foo or spiritual or too out there, but I'm here to tell you, my friends, you know, reality is a lot stranger than fiction. Um, and I kind of want to dive that down that rabbit hole for a little bit and kind of talk about, you know, some of the things that you've experienced with magic and love and other dimensions and energy, right, and frequencies and vibrations and. All these things that take place that we can feel, you know, that seems to be our topic of of discussion here, this feeling, but we can't always see it and seeing it not always believing, you know, but once you really see it and feel it with your soul, that's a whole nother story. So what would you say about some of that? Feel free to take it in whatever direction you'd like in in those terms of, you know, just magic and what's out there.
1: Mm. Oh, man
0: choices, a million and one directions to go.
1: <laughs> There's so many directions to go with this. Um I'll say what magic what my magic is that I believe is my ability to feel. Because I was so numb to wanting to, you know, feel anything before, so afraid to feel anything. Um, And through facing like debilitating fear, like massive fear, like I am not special. When I say I started businesses, it's not because I was some outgoing entrepreneur. Hell no. I have always been reserved and introverted and shy, but I've always had big dreams for myself. And so when it came time to have that first client call to, to launch my website, to Um, tell people about my business. I mean, I would be faced with like debilitating fear to where I was throwing up. Like I didn't want to get on the call. I was thinking of how to get out of it, like crazy fear. But I always pushed through no matter how debilitating I thought it was going to be, no matter how bad I thought it was going to turn out. And it was never as bad as I expected. I always felt amazing on the other side of it. And so this is where my, my, I guess you like, I want to call it my magic really started to develop is just my ability to feel to, to, and not to be afraid of feeling because in this, I'm at this point now where I can feel what decisions in my business are meant for me, and what what are not? In a matter of seconds, I can feel when I am letting fear um, cause an illusion in my conscious perception. I can feel when universe is pulling me to do something else that's maybe different from my expectations. I can feel when I have source energy in my body, when everything is tingling, when I feel my heart is flooding, fluttering, where the words and the ideas are channeling through me and I can't Mm. write or speak fast enough to catch up with the inspiration that's moving through me. And I know that I'm connected to source energy. I can feel everything at this point because I've been able to kind of go through that time of just facing it anyways, Mm -hmm. when I was so freaking afraid of it. And so in, (sighs) I so feel where, what you're saying. Where, 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 <laughs> am I, where am I bringing this home? So, okay, yeah. This is why I know magic is real is because I can feel it. And so for the people who don't want to believe it's real, who don't want to believe that their thoughts create their reality, that don't want to believe there's a source beyond them that is wants to give them everything that they desire – it's because they haven't felt the truth of that. They haven't actually felt the magic. They haven't felt the support and the inspiration coming from source when they're in alignment. And that's okay. And that's where I've been able to, like, separate myself because it was really hard for me coming out and talking about, like, the universal laws and creating a reality and quantum mechanics and, like, the 5D spiritual realm, I was really terrified to start talking about that stuff in the beginning because of <laughs> like all of the judgments that would be there. Yeah. You now- start
0: questioning what you are feeling. You're like, wait, I'm losing my mind. Like, what's going on here?
1: <laughs> and then you get and you meet someone like you. Like the first conversation that we had, we went straight into mm-hmm. the synchronicities that we experience, the symbolism that shows up in our life, the magic that that is like instances that there's no way it could be coincidence. Like we went straight into that topic because we, we knew that we both had that, that perception, we, that intuitive knowing that experience of feeling, feeling a world beyond what we can see. And, and it's easy to say, okay, well, that's just magic. And yeah, that's what I call it magic, but it's, the most real thing that there is. It's the most real thing right.
0: that there is. Yeah. It's um we, we get too stuck on you know, trying to label everything. Like you said, it's that's what you call it. You can call it whatever. And I think that's where religion has, you know, in the and power and control has messed up a lot of what we're trying to create in in the sense of magic and and abundance and just creation is that we get so stuck in god and allah and buddha and magic and spirit and source and universe and all these words right and words fuck up a lot of things you know it words i love words i love speaking hell why why do i have a podcast if i don't like words and talking right i i, I do something a little differently but words are also a double edged sword in the sense that the overuse or the misuse um can really ruin a lot of things. It can ruin relationships. It can ruin experiences. It can alter thoughts, right? And that's why we have to pay attention to not only those feelings that we have, but how we express that feeling, you know, because people are so caught up in throwing these words around that it distracts people. And then you get people looking on the exterior for what magic looks like, right? You know, they're like, all right, well, if if magic's real, then let this bunny pop out of this hole, you know, like, and they're sitting there waiting and they're like, well, that's not real, you know? And that's why I love these conversations, uh, you know, especially coming from somebody that definitely went down like the atheist rabbit hole. And I thought I had everything figured out and I didn't believe in anything. And to that pendulum swing, that's just as bad and um as, you know, the polar opposite and I think is 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 is, you know, almost extreme religion and extreme like belief that there is only one idea or thought, right? Or 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 believing that, you know, I think people a lot of times get caught up in the fact that we think we know more than we do. You know? It and that's where magic and things that happen and synchronicities and just things that if you really sit back and watch some crazy stuff happens, man. And (laughs) as somebody, and that's why I play off the whole obsessive observer thing. And I just obsessively love to observe. And especially when I can get out of my head and get out of my thoughts and really experience what is going on. It's, it is magic for whatever word you want to choose to label that. Um, it's a reality that we oftentimes are programmed and, uh, to not focus on or see, you know, and I think that's what a lot that we're seeing now with all these things going on, right. Is that there's being a hard reset button being hit somewhere, you know, and as humans, right. We're always going to try to capitalize or react or counter or double down or whatever anybody wants to do. But I think now more than ever, um, and kind of what we've been talking about this entire time is we've got to feel what's going on, not only what's going on around us, but within us, because, you know, there's some scary times for a lot of things. I mean, you, you, we've talked about that, right. And even as people that we sit here and talk about these things, and that's what also people need to realize is that it's not perfect that you, you know, we, people hear this conversation, right? They're like, Oh man, I really wish I was, I wish I had that outlook or I wish I thought that way, or I wish I, you know, could have this conversation. And that's, that's part of the problem. You know, having that wish you're, you're attaching yourself to something that's not you and all that is, is you. There is no other experience that honestly selfishly really matters you know? And I think that more inward that we go, the more outward magic and love and things that we show and express and feel, you know?
1: Yeah. And here's the thing. Nobody knows anything.
0: Don't know shit.
1: Nobody (laughs) knows
0: anything.
1: anything.
0: We've done some cool stuff. We've got some amazing technology. We've got some stuff that's helped us with our health and all these things, right? But Anytime us as humans try to play God or try to intervene in the symphony, we tend to just fuck things up. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And so this is where it's like, that's where your mind, your mind is never going to really lead you to ultimate truth. And so if yeah. if we're looking at the world where nobody really knows, like we have a lot of incredible like knowledge to share and wisdom and sure. all the things, but nobody really knows what this whole planet Earth thing is all about, why, why we're here and what we're doing. And so how do you determine what your truth is? How do you determine how you want to live your life? Well, how do you feel when you hear somebody talking about creating your thoughts through your reality. Does that feel really exciting to you? Mm-hmm. Does that feel expansive to you? Cool. Try it out. See what happens. If you hear somebody talking about co-creating their reality and you feel contracted and you're like, I don't know how if I like, really vibe with that. Well, number one, feel what's going on there, why you don't vibe with it, and then don't. Like you, No one is – you don't have to believe anything. You don't have to show up in a certain way. Come back to, because mm-hmm. our bodies, our bodies know. Our bodies know something that we don't. There's a lot of research out there. Look at Dr. Joe Dispenza, look at Greg Braden, look at um, a lot of the guys that are, are studying um, heart coherence and the, the intuitive expansiveness of the body, but our body knows so much more because our body is of the source, is of God, is of whatever the heck created us. It knows so much more than our mind could ever tell us. So if you are really interested in learning more about the mechanics of universal law, quantum mechanics, like give yourself permission to listen to your body and to, to lean into that. And if you want to experience synchronicities in your life, then give yourself permission. If it feels good to you, like nobody's truth is going to be your, your ultimate truth. You, you have to, no one's going to save you. No one's going to give you the answers. No one's going to give you the magic key. Like you got to feel this out for yourself.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people get stuck in that, that truth word too, right? Like they're always like, you know, it's, it's a word. A lot of people kind of just really don't really understand. Cause I, 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 believe that truth there, you know, there's objective universal truths for sure, but there's also individual truths, you know, in each person, each part of us that's experiencing our own reality is experiencing our own truth. We can, all, you know, that quote I said to you the other day, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was exactly what we were talking about. Basically, it, it goes along the lines of we're both looking at the same thing. We see the same thing, but we don't see the same thing mm-hmm. and we never will. So is that person, is that not a truth and a part of the truth for them? You know, it's like that whole story where every, you know, you have a group of kids and they go and all put their blindfold and they all go and put their hand on an elephant. And they feel different parts of that elephant, the tusk, the trunk, you know, the tail. And each one would explain that differently, like religion, right? So are they wrong or are they just explaining a piece of the truth that is theirs that is still the part of the one truth? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where, you know, we get so caught up in that is that and then life just passes us by we you know and then time time really fucks us up because we waste you know we're we we do <laughs> i think waste or have wasted moments from how things are set up with schools and things and the and the ringer they run you through right and so we people get frantic and you panic and then you make those decisions about going and getting this corporate desk job that you know you hate and that you know is making you depressed and out of shape and having a a negative relationship with your family, but you're doing it anyway because you're feeling like you're running out of time when, you know, that's all part of the illusion we've been fed. And once we realize that, that we create these choices moment to moment in these realities, and then we're all, you know, almost like, you know, that compounding interest of all these thoughts Reality is slowly starting to unfold, and then we really wonder where it comes from, and we freak out and believe that we're running out of time and, and we're really not so it's you know it's talk about magic, man, like this <laughs> <laughs> things are are really interesting to to think about and just explore and um like you said, there is no one answer that somebody's gonna come up with, but we all know and feel what is going on and as you mentioned having our bodies kind of lead us in the direction of you know how much should we be eating what should we do, be doing for exercise like um you know how often should we be sleeping you know nobody's gonna be able to tell you all these things and you know only you can tell yourself and so i think that's what's um you know interesting about all this and and truly the power of belief itself because belief, like we've talked about, right, is is magic within itself. Because anything you believe becomes true to you. Um, so I wouldn't mind you talking a little bit about that too, and how belief has has kind of shaped your reality and business and, and and life, really.
1: So here's my truth, and what I've witnessed is that what I believe is what I experience. Period. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. It does not matter how I go about it, the time constraint on it, or all of these other factors, what I believe ultimately does become my reality. Um, And so you mentioned time. Time is one of those, number one, time is a resource of abundance, as is money, as is relationships, as is opportunities. Um, This is um, something that, The topic that my mentor does a really beautiful job of explaining is the different elements of, um, of abundance, but time is one of them. And if you are always saying, I don't have enough time, you will never have enough time. You will never have enough time. If you say, Oh, wow, I am still really young. And I have all, I have the rest of my life to play and to figure things out and to do things my way that's amazing. Then guess what? That's what you're going to experience. If you think that if you quit your job, you're going to lose everything. People will, um, you'll have to go back to your job. It's not going to work out. It's going to be really hard. Then you, your belief in that will place a filter on your experience and you will begin to see Signs and like symbols and opportunities as reassurance of that belief that you have instead of the other belief that you could have behind that. So, if you're if you want to quit your job and you don't want to be stuck there, then believe that you're going to quit because that feels good to you. And you know that doing something that feels really good and really expansive to you is only going to expand you even more. It's only going to help you understand yourself more. It's only going to expand your reality. Then it will. Your mind will find
0: mm. your
1: subconscious. Your subconscious mind will start to create these beliefs. It will start to create a filter for what you're experiencing. So, what what beliefs are the framework for how you're operating in your life? And if you don't know what those beliefs are, then you are literally just letting life happen to you. You are you are in that reactionary state that we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. Is if, if you're constantly reacting then there are beliefs there that are running the show on autopilot and you get to decide what you hold on to and what you release what you what, and what your new beliefs are and i think that that's for me is i have decided what i believed and i've decided what i what i want to experience and that's why i'm here today experiencing what i'm experiencing because i yeah. first chose to believe it. And if that isn't magic, then I don't know what is.
0: I love that. What, what would you say to those? Cause I, I've heard this a lot um, for people that you know, okay, I understand what you're saying, Hannah, but you know, I try to have these thoughts and I tell myself, I believe it, but you know, I still, at the end of the day, don't really believe it. W- what would you tell that person that's trying to to ultimately, like, believe what they know is true, but almost, you know, playing that game of, you know, convincing themselves, you know, breaking out of that illusion. It's not very easy sometimes. What would you say could help people really believe what they know is true, but, but overcome that doubt? And how can they start to kind of reprogram their subconscious on a daily basis?
1: Do things differently do things differently because if you are doing the same things every day and you're like, okay, I'm changing my beliefs, um, Mm -hmm. but I don't quite believe them. I don't, you, you have, that's the definition of insanity. You know, like what I'm for, I'm sure we've all heard before doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Like you can spend all day in your head trying to change your beliefs, but until you start acting in a new way, trying new things, um, getting out of your comfort zone and just exploring life, then yeah, it's going to be, it it will be really difficult um, to believe that, Belief alone is simply going to change things for you. So I would say, number one, do things differently, and it doesn't. There's no right or wrong way. Simply change up your routine, shake things up. You've got to shake things up. Um, and another thing to do is, don't try to go from being stuck in scarcity, um, feeling like you're never going to make enough money, you're never going to get those that debt paid off, you're never going to pay your bills, whatever it is. If you're stuck in like scarcity, for example. And you want to be rich and abundant. You can't sit here and say, I believe I'm abundant. I believe I'm rich. I believe I'm all of these things. What if you decided to believe and trust that something a little more neutral, like I believe that at my essence, at my core, I am an abundant being, that I have unlimited opportunities and you scale it back a little bit. What do you need to believe first? What is that like mid belief there that you need in order to get to ultimately being convinced that you're a millionaire? Well, first you gotta believe it's possible. So, how do you? So then you start to break it down. Okay, so now for, and I believe it's possible. How do I know it's possible? Well, I'm gonna start talking to other people who are doing it. I'm going to start reading books, biographies from people who have done, had a similar life journey as me and are going places I want to go. Or where can you find evidence of it around you right now? Where can you find evidence right now of the belief that you want to have? If you want to believe you're abundant, where is the abundance now? And just like, and and start small, start with what's here. Don't try to affirm every day that you're a millionaire when you're not (laughs) like it's, it is this process of, um, of changing your, of changing what you're seeing and of reprogramming and of just simply, simply being aware. I think that it really comes down to, and I'm, I'm kind of all over the place here because this is a really big topic. Changing your beliefs is a really, really big topic, but it really does start from just being aware of what's there and letting go of what's not serving rather than trying to pile on top all of these other beliefs to kind of to try to shadow out or to try to drown out the limiting beliefs. That's not possible. First you've got to see what's there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to see what's there. You got to see what you believe now. You got to see what you think is possible for yourself now. And that's just, a, a, that's just making the decision that you are going to be aware of what's moving through your mind. As soon as you start to feel, here's where like somatic sensing comes in with your body. As soon as you start to feel contracted when you're saying your affirmations, like, okay, I'm a millionaire now. I want to believe I'm a millionaire, but I'm not that yet. And you feel contracted. Well, why don't you feel like a millionaire? Okay. Well, why is that? Okay. Well, why is that? And get to the root of what's here now. Get to the beliefs that are here now. So you can open up your channel to actually receive more, to actually create new beliefs for yourself.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. What are some of the the daily habits that you would recommend? Because I think you're right. Like I think a lot of people just, we set our, our expectations way too high, way too soon. I think you hit it spot on, you know, first you got to know and feel that you can be what you want to, to, to create, right. Whether it's a millionaire, whether it's a becoming a writer, a a poet, a actor, a singer, whatever you want to do, you got to first know that you can do it. And then if you don't know you can do it, then that's probably not what you should be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things like, you know, do I know I can go out and, uh, be really good at baseball. Sure. But do I, do I really know that I can go to the professional? No, I don't. Cause you know, I, I know that about myself and I think that's where it's okay to be honest with ourselves and and say, look, like, this is what I know I'm good at. This is what I know I can do. And this, uh, this is what I know I enjoy. I think for me personally, that's been my biggest thing I've been working on lately. And I love that's how you explained that earlier is just exploring and trying and, you know, just kind of going out and being a kid again and just like, all right, what's this? Let me try this. And, you know, it sucks because we, we get ourselves in these situations with money, right. And school and cars and rent. And, and so as long as we can position ourselves to know like, okay, like I've got to take these moments that I'm given, like you said, and be present in these moments and make most of what's happening now. Okay. Sure. I want to become a millionaire, but right now I'm you know, you know, living at home and paying your car, whatever your situation is, you can't go from A to Z that quick. And I know for me personally, that's been one thing because patience is something always trying to to learn more of. You know, especially feeling the things that we're talking about, right, and and holding them as truths. So, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, things should be happening a certain way by this time, and but you know, I catch myself not being in the moment because of that. So we've got to you know, pause, as you mentioned, and really just see what's going on moment to moment in front of us and really peeling back those layers. And they're like, aha, this is, this is what I can do first. This is the first step I can make, you know, and that's, that's what, that's where I'm at right now with this nonprofit. Like, I know I want to create a nonprofit. I know I can create a nonprofit. I know how I know who I should talk to. So what are those steps? You know, what is step one, what is step two and taking those steps and knowing that, okay, well, if I just take these steps and I've got the right intentions and energy, well, then there's no reason why it shouldn't work. Right. And I think that's exactly what you were saying is anybody, we can, we can apply these things to anything in our life and create that. But first and foremost, we've got to stop and just see what's going on within and around us. Like, I love how you put that. Um, and just really, you know, causing yourself to to really feel and get to know who you are and what you what you want. You know, I was watching this show the other night and the guy kept saying, What do you want? And the guy said something stupid and slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> and then he was like, What do you want? And then he ended up not answering anyway, and then you know, et cetera, et cetera. But then the, the guy ended up really going in, he's being tortured. But he really asked himself, what do I want? And that's an extreme example. But I think we've almost got to put ourselves through that type of thing, face those demons, go in that dark, you know, re-erect that past and find out what it is you want and then then start working towards that.
1: Yep. Yep. And, you know, here's the thing. Time is not – it's not that if – that it has to take a long time for you to get from point A to point B. If you're Mm -hmm. totally broke and you want to be a millionaire, it's not that you have to spend the rest of your life figuring out how to be a millionaire and change your beliefs. I mean, that can happen overnight if you are calibrated to Mm -hmm. the frequency of you as a millionaire. So how do you do that? How do you calibrate to the frequency of what you want and, and, Essentially, collapse time and bring it to you sooner is well. The version of you who's a millionaire, what? It, well, they believe that it's possible because they are right. They're a millionaire, mm-hmm. so okay. First, okay, I got to believe it's possible. Okay, check. Um, I know it's possible. Um, they believe that no matter what they do, and no matter what they create, they are going to be secure and financially supported. Like they're good. They are. They. They feel in their nervous system that they are safe to create what they wish because they are right. Okay, cool. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find some security in, in myself and and what I'm creating now. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what else does that person believe? They believe that they can create any project that lights them up. Okay, cool. So then you start creating any project that lights you up. Like, what are the beliefs of that version mm-hmm. of you that's already there, and how can you see where your beliefs now? Don't match up and, and need to match up to that version of you because if you all of a sudden wake up one day and you believe that you fully are abundant, that you are a millionaire and you, ha- you have all of those beliefs, your reality, this is universal law, has has to meet you there. It mm. has to meet you there. It is a frequency that you are putting into the world. It is who you are being as a person and because of that your reality will meet you there. So this is not a this isn't a matter of time necessarily it's what are you going to believe is possible for you? Cuz anything is possible. Anything is possible. If you decide. If you decide what you want and you decide that no matter what it's going to happen that's, that's when I see my clients. That's when I see other people in this space like all of a sudden blow up. It's not that I, – I don't necessarily believe in overnight successes. I'm sure that there was a lot of work there. Um, but they got to the point where they were like, you know what? I decide now. This is the person that I am. I'm deciding and I'm not letting anything else tell me otherwise. I'm not letting plan B. Like float around in my ethers. It's, I'm going all in and I'm going to be this person and I'm going to be this person now. And they start showing up as that person. And Mm. guess what? Like, here comes the money. Here comes the success pretty freaking quickly because that they decided, they made the decision to just go all in and to believe.
0: You think that belief creates that feeling that we've been talking about and that feeling ultimately creates that frequency and vibration that you mentioned.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. That's why it's really important for you to figure out what the heck is going on in your field, in your energetic field, what your belief systems are, because they are dictating how you feel. And then they are dictating the frequency. And then the frequency is reflecting back how you feel, which is reflecting back your beliefs. Mm. (laughs) And it's kind of, it's this cycle um, that goes around and around until you kind of look at what's there and look at say that, at what's say that again
0: for the folks that are listening. Kind of line that up if you can again that that cycle.
1: So if you your beliefs, whether conscious or subconscious, are dictating how you feel right now, and how you feel right now is dictating the action that you're taking um, and the opportunities that you're open to. And so that is reflected back to you and you're like, see, I told you this, like it's confirming your beliefs. I, I have a, your reality is giving you a reason to feel that way, which is giving you a reason to believe that way. And it's just this vicious cycle of beliefs, feelings, reality, mirroring back the beliefs, feelings, reality, and, and this constant cycle and mirroring back what's, what's happening there until you take that time to look deeply at what you are calibrated to. And if what you are calibrated to is not what you want to experience in your life, then you have the choice. You get to release those beliefs and choose a different belief, Mm. but your reality, you cannot wait on your reality to give you a different feeling. You cannot wait on your reality to make you believe something else. It's got to start with you.
0: Where would you tell somebody to start? Would you tell them that they need to start analyzing their beliefs or would you, what would you say? Because I know people are out there listening. Well, you know, they always want that starting point because it's it's a lot of information, especially for somebody that may just be dipping their toe in the water now and they're like, what in the mo-? you know, what is going on here? I'm like, welcome to the party. <laughs> you know, have yeah, a, pull, pull, pull up a chair. This is going to be a little long of a ride. Oh um, <laughs> we're going to
1: talk rabbit holes, black holes, magic. Oh,
0: <laughs> I think that's why my damn head's been hurting so much lately because i have just, <laughs> I've had these crazy headaches because I'm just, you know, it's just so much, you know, you can, take in sometimes. And, and once the floodgates are open, you know, information starts coming and you start seeing and you're like, man, like this is wild. So for those that are having that going on or maybe just getting started, what is a good starting point? You know, I I know we know this is a journey, but you know, if they're looking like, okay, I know, I have an idea of what some of my beliefs are. I haven't been feeling great. I feel like I don't control how I feel but I'm ready to make a change. What what could people start doing today?
1: Okay, so if you are listening to this and you're like, yeah, that sounds really great. Like, I'd love to understand that. I'd love to live my life in that way, but I'm not quite there. I don't know how. Number one, know that by simply hearing this and being activated by this, by feeling excited by it or expansive or, or just simply interested in it, you are moving yourself there. You are opening Mm. yourself up to understanding this at a deeper level because this is the kind of information, like the stuff that we're talking about now, like you said, words are so limiting. So this this isn't about me me explaining it perfectly to you so it can click and all of a sudden you get this. This is really... This is an activation in your body. And just by having this awareness of, of this way of being, you will slowly start to question things. You will have more awareness to what you're thinking, even without knowing how to do it. So let's talk about how to do it. Let's let's have let's get some tactical things here. Um, number one, write it out. <laughs> just write it out, just get it on paper, get everything. That is on your mind, on paper. You cannot keep that inside. If you want to record it and speak, you know, on you can speak it out, but it really helps to put pen to paper. Just write out what's there. And if you don't know what to say, then just say, I'm writing out my feelings and I don't know what to say, dot, dot, dot. I still don't know what to say. I'm just going to keep writing until something comes up. And then eventually it will come up. And you're, you're going to watch yourself just word vomit everything that's on your heart and everything that's on your mind. And just by simply letting that be seen, getting that out of your head and, and out into the world will help you to start to really understand what's there. Have have mm-hmm. more of an awareness around what what is there. Um, and so I would say just like start start writing it out. And, um, and then, and then ending it with what are your intentions? Like, what are, how do you want to focus moving forward? Do you want to focus on having more of an abundant mindset? Then perfect. At the end of your journal session there, right? I, universe, I want to have an abundant mindset and just leave it at that and just kind of let the magic do its work from there. This isn't about fixing. I, I think I mentioned this in the beginning. This isn't about trying to fix you. This isn't about trying to heal mm. you. This isn't about trying to change you. This is, all, this is just understanding you. And by understanding you, then you get to turn around and create new beliefs. So just just get good at just get familiar with understanding yourself and feeling yourself and looking at what's there. So that that's, I'm not even going to like, I'm going to leave it at that. Just get <laughs> it out. Get it out on paper. Yeah. That's really all you need to do. That's all you need to do.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. What, um, what do you think the power in writing and out comes from?
1: Seeing seeing it with our eyes, and it's like making it real. You know what I mean? It's the thoughts that we have in, in our mind, they're not so tangible. We can't see them, and we're not always aware of them. And so it doesn't – it's almost like they're not real or that they. it's really easy to mm. say that they're not real. But if it's on paper – you're like, yep, I definitely thought that. Yep. Yo, shit, that actually did go through my head. Okay, cool. Um, that's very real and that's that's part of my beliefs. Like it's just – it's like – it's almost like the acceptance phase because part of like waking up and opening our minds is there has to be some sort of acceptance of what is. And so it really just helps to see it and to accept it. Um. L- you know, I'm trying I'm trying to logically explain the power of writing your words down. Um, but I can tell you it feels really good. It just feels really good at, to get that out. You feel lighter. I force I force my boyfriend to do it all the time, which you know, he does it on his own too. But he's like, Man, I'm feeling really stressed. I'm like, Go journal. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to journal. Yeah. And then he'll come will come back to me and be like, uh. Oh, damn. All right. I feel better.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to do more of that too. Even as somebody that claims to be a writer and even a poet, like I, I like writing poetry, but I don't always like to write. Um, one, I know that like when I was a kid, I had to do a lot of write-offs. And so like it really, when I pick up a pen, a pen or a pencil and try to actually physically write something, I have these weird like flashbacks and memories. I'm like, fuck this i'm not writing you know i do like to type um but then i get my what happens is i get in my own head you know if i were to transcribe you know i've been working on different ways of like just capturing that moment like when i feel like saying something you know writing it instead of saying it so you know different things like that but yeah i definitely need to get better about physically writing um you mentioned too though um that you're not trying to fix yourself. And it's funny you mentioned that because I had just, we just had that similar thought. When was it? Like two days ago, it was Monday and I'm sitting there it was the same thought. Like that is really what a, one of our problems is, is we're constantly thinking that there's something broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even the good and the bad, right? Like, those are just pieces of ourselves that we can improve, but there's things that some may say aren't good, or you may not even say they're good yourself, and that's just maybe a part of you. Um, and it's okay. You know, it's kind of that whole perfectly imperfect thing as long as you're able to address that and then still manage how you react and manage how you respond and observe those feelings. Like, that's just, you know, it's, it's really how you how you express that or how you act upon that. So what's important is just being aware. And it's not like you said, it's not something that is wrong or broken or needs to be fixed. And I think that's what a lot of our issues stem from with mental health is that, Oh, you've got a diagnosis. You're broken. You're, we're putting you in this box of toys. You know, you got a, a a malfunction. This is your label this is a part of you and it can't really necessarily be fixed. We'll give you this medication. We'll put a bandaid on it and we'll continue you down the conveyor belt of life. So that is why I have a big problem with that too, is that cause we're not broken, man. Like I wasn't, you know, that's one thing my, fortunately my mom taught me like, you're not Lee with OCD. You're not your diagnosis. You're not your thoughts. And I just always knew something was weird about me. And and yeah, man, like I was doing weird stuff as a child, licking floors, washing my hands to bleed, different crazy things that we've talked about and I openly talk about. But once that is still me, I still have those tendencies, but it's not in the same light because I was able to control that. And so, but I'm still me. I'm still Lee that licked the floor, but I'm not out licking floors. You know what I'm saying? I may be doing something differently obsessively but it's where I put that attention and focus. Maybe I'm obsessively trying to get podcast guests on here, or maybe I'm obsessively trying to learn more about myself, or maybe I'm obsessively trying to, you know, eat better or or be more active or be a better father. Right. Those are things that, again, I've told somebody uh, before I would never take any amount of money um, for what I've gone through or my perception and, Or even diagnosis, right? Because that is me. I wouldn't trade who I am in for whatever else. And then if you were to answer that, I'm like, oh, you know, if you were to take a million dollars to get rid of, you know, let's say your OCD or your ADHD or your depression or anxiety. And if you said yes, you're ultimately telling that person or telling yourself that you would not want to be yourself. And that's when we really get in the, the 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 tunnels of depression and suicide and these negative thoughts because, you know, once you're convinced that you don't want to be you, that's when you really got to start asking yourself these questions and as to why, you know, why you feel that way. You know, because you are you alone. Nobody's telling you how to act. That's the beautiful balance between free will and, you know, divine spirit in the universe is that we've got choices to make and ultimately we are who we choose to be um and i almost feel like there's things ingrained in us right through astrology maybe or maybe some biological characteristics physiological astrological all these logicals right <laughs> um, and there's this this kind of like structure but that soul that soul is to is to be crafted through the outward experiences but through the inward um experience and and realization and just awareness as well
1: oh man what you just said right there is so profoundly beautiful and I really hope
0: appreciate that, that I
1: <laughs> oh man I mean I really hope that the if you're listening to this right now that you really heard what what he just said about that because hmm, that is what this is all about is coming back home to your wholeness mm-hmm. to your wholeness to every part of who you are because those parts of you that you are most ashamed of make you the person are going to make that person that you want to become that you that you strive to be this Whatever that looks like, however that looks, that part of you that you don't like is a necessary element of this person that you want to be. Like all of the parts of you get to come along. This is about being whole, and that's why it's okay to like look at the beliefs that are here and to look at everything that you feel and that's that is running your your thought processing because. You free yourself from that. You don't, you don't deny part of who you are, but you get to use these parts of you to become the person you want to be. And so by saying, by your experience of, um, OCD, you get to channel that into your greatest gift right now. Which is sharing your voice and, and understanding, going down the rabbit hole and understanding human consciousness so other people can free themselves from their own limitations and, and um, find that, that self acceptance there. But you wouldn't have been able to do that without this part of you that needed, that others said needed to be fixed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing needs to be fixed, you guys. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've had, I've in my own personal life, I've dealt with, um, severe anxiety, um, so- social, anxiety, um, like massive, massive insecurity, like just like to the point where I just hated to even like open my mouth to speak. Um, and mm-hmm. all of these are the reason that I'm doing this work now that I'm so in love with and that I feel is so aligned with me. And I didn't, have to fix that part of me, what I had to do was channel that energy in a way that was healthy, to channel it in a different way. Like it's you, Mm -hmm. these parts of you that you're afraid to look at, just look at them and listen to what they, what they have to say. Like, what is that part of your consciousness saying? What does it need? What are its fears? And let it know that it like, it gets to come along on the ride. There's no part of you that has to change or be fixed. Mm-hmm. It just gets to be channeled in a different way. And that is really, really empowering when you feel that and you know that in your being. So thank you for sharing that. But this this is about wholeness, just being, being good with, with the dark and the light.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, take that marathon run to get away from yourself and you (laughs) you get to the finish line and there you are again, you know, it's like, Mm. you get right back to where you were. And and it's funny, kind of, you, we always mention things back and forth that spark thoughts in one another, but I was just back home recently and uh, I'm from a little two stop light town. And that's what, you know, it's funny because, you know, of course I wanted to go other places and do other things, but, I went back and just realized, like, the power in the land there, and and the potential, and the spirit, and just the um, why you are and where you are for a reason, you know, and that's why it's it's we, we try so hard not to be ourselves, um, and I think you hit a really good point. It's really just about finding that balance, finding that balance, and like the different parts of you and how that can be pieced together. Cause it's almost like a, I'm trying to think of a visual, but just different levers and switches. Like, okay, I'm going to dial back the obsessive here. I'm going to turn on the, the awareness here. I'm going to, you know, crank up the enthusiasm here. It's kind of like these dials We can alter that. We have these characteristics about ourselves and put this energy and fuel behind that can drive these different, honestly, you know, God given talents, you know, it's whether we've developed these skills over many lifetimes and reincarnations or whether they were built in us through all the pieces of the universe or whether it was part of creation or what, you know, it's, uh, it becomes one of those things that (laughs) once you start really realizing and and thinking about it, you know, like you, like you said, there's nothing, nothing to be fixed. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, Um, as a last thought for the people out there listening, what would you leave people with today that have felt called to listen to this episode and have ended up listening to the entire thing? Um, what would you leave them with? Mm. And also where can they find you? Where can they find you on your website, your Instagram page, how they can contact you, um, all that as well.
1: Sure. Yeah, I feel what is really just most important based on this conversation and um, just in general. My my mission here is to really help people to see and to know and to feel that anything is possible and that they don't have to be someone different to get what they genuinely desire and that in in aligning with with what you really want and in loving who you are at your core And realizing that you always have choice. You always have choice no matter what your external circumstances are showing you right now. You always have choice. So remember. Remember that there's nothing that needs to be fixed. That you get to decide what you want to experience. And that by having the full awareness... Of what's there now, you get to harness that energy in a powerful way. So if you're feeling like you're stuck in a loop of scarcity, if you're feeling like you're stuck um, in anxiety and insecurity and, and whatever thing that you think is wrong with you now or that you think is standing in your way, know that by simply being with it, by simply being with every part of you you come back home to soul you come back to wholeness and you get to from that place you get to choose anything that you want to experience you get to choose anything that if you if you have this desire in your heart right now it's done it's already yours it it, it gets to happen so
0: I like get. I like it that's, a lot.
1: Yeah, that. Um, I think that. I think that's complete. I think that's complete. But anything <laughs> Where- is possible, my friends. Anything is possible, based on who you are in this moment. Nothing needs to change.
0: <laughs> Where can people find you at?
1: I am on Instagram. Um, I would say I spend most of my time on Instagram at Hannah, U h l e r, And I am about to be launching my website. Hopefully, it will be up by the time this is live. And you can find me at HannahUler.com.
0: Well, I greatly Appreciate the conversation and time today. I hope everyone that tuned in and listened and heard part of this or all of this, you know, felt something from this. And I think the big topic of all this and that we talked about is finding that true inner feeling and connecting with that true inner self. And then from there, you know, the story and the script can be an amazing thing to, to watch unfold and, and be a part of. So I think it's something now, more than ever, uh, we should really be taking into account and with everything going on to take the time to pause and uh, really realize what we're grateful for or what we should be grateful for and, and all that we have and have experience and will experience. So uh, I really thank you for this experience and look forward to future conversations together. And I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, coming and telling us who's behind the mask.
1: I appreciate you inviting me. It's been a great conversation.
0: It has. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Who's Behind the Mask.